right, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Niyomhuru, currently ministering at Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as Sanai Seventh-day Adventist Church Company here in South Australia. I actually drive both up and South, uh, up and down. Meros Park is up north in the northern suburbs uh, of Adelaide and Meros Park is just about 20 minutes away from the city uh, of Adelaide. And so I am delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you are listening from. If you are in the car, if you are at home, wherever you might be, Faith FM uh, uh, is... Uh, what should I say? It's discoverable wherever you might be. In fact, we have a Faith FM app, uh, which you can use. We also have a Faith FM website. That is faithfm.com.au. And in fact, that's the website you need because you may want to catch up on the previous presentations. Dear friend, this week we have been covering the following theme. Is Protestantism still needed in the third millennium? Think about it. <laughs> now, for today, our topic for today is the Bible and end time religion. Has it really reached fulfillment? Now, I have my co-host today, Pastor Don Fulberg, and I'd like to introduce him and also ask him to uh, give us a little bit of an introduction because there might be a person tuning in for the first time. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, happy to do that, Fabiano. Wonderful. I, um, I've i been a pastor for many years, um, over, over 40 years now, and an evangelist where I have... Um, given Bible lecture series. I've worked with Aboriginal people as a, uh, a leader here in Australia for many, many years, and we've travelled around, itinerating around some of the remote areas of Australia, visiting Aboriginal communities. Yes. I've also had the privilege of preaching overseas, particularly in Kosovo and Serbia, mm. and also in the Solomon Islands. Yes. And so, um, yes, uh, had many wonderful experiences, Fabiano. Wonderful, wonderful. And so where are you uh, uh, ministering at, at the moment? Like, where are you located? Well, I'm actually here in Perth in Western Australia. Wonderful. Um, I'm retired now, but still very busy. Still yes. uh, particularly involved with Kalabidja, which is the Aboriginal church here in Perth. Okay. Of the Adventist Church's Aboriginal Church. Okay. Oh, wonderful. There you go. And I'm assuming you have a family as well? Yes, yes. Wonderful. I've got a, I've got a wife, Eileen, and uh, she actually has a ministry too where she does a, um, a live stream worship every yes. day on Facebook. Oh, wonderful. Hey, we are living in that time of the, uh, that time of the year. Uh, or rather I should say we are living in a different generation, uh, where yeah. today, um, we can actually have a community online and be able to minister to a community online. True. Yeah. It's and sometimes, sometimes us older ones struggle with the technology of how to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, most of us had to learn pretty quickly. 
uh, over the over the COVID uh, period, especially during the 2019-2020 uh, uh, period. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you once again for joining us um, uh, on this uh, Faith FM radio program. We Very actually happy to be with you and your listeners. Amen. Praise God. And uh, I'd just like to share uh, with those who are probably uh, not aware, there's a lot of things happening around the world. And uh, for those who have tuned in uh, into the television, into any of the news network recently, they would have noticed that there are tensions uh, rising between uh, the U.S. and uh, China. And obviously, uh, we we... we for the past few months now, we have been hearing wars between uh, Russia and Ukraine. And uh, so today, you know, the tensions are rising. And uh, today now we are hearing about, you know, Rus- uh, sorry, uh, U.S. and um, uh, China, you know, somehow trying to kind of uh, do a power struggle uh, kind of thing. And uh, who knows what tomorrow may bring. And these are signs of the times. And these, the Bible foretold. And so, yes, things will get worse. So let me just read maybe, um, what is, what, what is written here, uh, in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and just get a glimpse of some of the things that are happening around the world. And then maybe we might comment a bit on this and, you know, before we get into today's, uh, uh, presentation uh, here is the headline this is coming from the wall street journal uh, it says australia to review its military as u.s and china tensions rise and so as they say uh, when america catches a or sneezes the whole world catches a cold whatever happens mm-hmm. there uh, somehow it affects us in one way or another and so mm-hmm. Uh, the author here continues. This is Mike Cherney who continues saying that, um, uh, Australia's new government launched a wide ranging review of its military, reflecting, reflecting concerns among some U.S. allies that the growing U.S. China rivalry is increasing the risk of armed conflict in Asia and the Pacific. And, uh, the review will be the most significant, uh, Resessment of Australia's military in decades, said Australian Defence Minister Richard Mouse, uh, who has been in the job less than three months. Uh, and um, because I'm not a subscriber of the Wall Street Journal, I was only given that snippet. But I just wanted to share with those maybe who have not yet uh, been following uh, what's happening uh, in the political world that there are tensions rising between uh major world powers now with uh russia and ukraine the war is already uh you know months in, in you know in into into the making if i could put it that way i uh, for lack for a better word but what would happen uh, maybe let me pose this question to you pastor don what would happen if us and china went to war um where would we find ourselves uh, uh, if that became you know, um, yeah, it was. Mm. Very likely we wouldn't find ourselves in a peaceful place. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm. 
Yes. Yes, it makes me think of what Jesus said in Luke 21. Right. And uh, verses 25 and 26, he was um, talking about the last days, and he said just before he's coming on the earth, there would be distress of nations with perplexity. Right. Men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming. Mm. And so I think you, you look at the, the, um, the, the war scenes or the potential war scenes yes. and you think of the uh, possibility of nuclear being put into that mm. and uh, you, you talk about the COVID and the monkeypox yeah. Talk about on the earth distress of nations with perplexity. I don't think Jesus could have said it any more clearer. It's accurate for what our situation is today. That is right. That is right. And, um, you know, when things, when people hear these kinds of things, um, there are two reactions. Some are fearful, uh, but for those uh, who follow the, Bible and the teachings of scripture and they have studied a little bit about prophecy, uh, for them, uh, hope, you know, they see these as just, you know, a fulfillment of the signs. Um, they have, they have hope in, in Jesus. They're not really, uh, worried as much. Uh, would you, would you agree? <laughs> yes, yes. And I think a few verses down in Luke 21, verse 28, uh, Pastor Fabiano, it says, Now when these things begin to happen, this yes. is Jesus talking, when these things begin to happen, hmm. look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Wow. So Jesus is saying, when you see all this happen, don't uh, don't be full of gloom mm-hmm. and don't be discouraged, but look up, he says, because... Hmm. These things are signs of my soon return. That's right. That's right. And so, dear friends, we are living in an interesting time in history, but we need no fear. We need no fear. For Jesus has overcome the world, and so long as we put our trust in God, uh, all will be well. Well, Well, that's what I I often tell people. If if your life is in the hands of Jesus, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to fear. We used to have an old Aboriginal lady in Port Augusta years ago, and uh, when she'd read on the news or hear on the news about terrorists blowing people up and all of that, she used to say, I'm not afraid. She said, the most important thing is to be right with Jesus, and then whatever happens to us, it's all right. You know, we don't Amen. have to be afraid as long as we're right with Jesus. Yes. And I think old Ruth McKenzie had the right attitude. Wow, definitely. I agree. I agree. And so, dear friend, if you're listening and you'd like to comment or even raise a question, there is a number 04888-808811. Let me repeat that. That is 04888 Eight or eight eleven. Feel free to send us a prayer request, um, raise a question, or even uh, just inform us. You know where you're listening from. That would be much appreciated. Now, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll come to a short break. We'll have a song, and then immediately after that, we will come to uh, the question of which we'll be discussing today. Let us pray together. 
Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you for this time as well as this opportunity to be able to uh, once again hear from Pastor Don, and we pray that you would uh, fill him with your with your Holy Spirit. We pray that as he share with us and those who are listening, that we will be drawn much closer to Jesus, and that we will put our trust more in the Word of God. I pray that you lead us and guide us. This is our humble prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, dear listener, I do have a free giveaway. But uh, before I could uh, tell you what that giveaway uh, is, I would just like to ask that once again you take note of that number, 04888-8811, because that is a number that you need when it comes to sending the, uh, uh, the code word in order for you to claim your free offer. Now, it, this free offer, my friend, is a beautiful book which you must have. It is the book uh, which... Many people um, would appreciate learning from, but I'm not going to tell you what the book is yet, <laughs> nor am I going to give you the code yet, because I would like you to stick around with us and um, uh, listen to what Pastor Don has to share, because I believe that he's got some in, uh, uh, some interesting things uh, for us today. And so, my friends, if you uh, stay with us shortly, I am going to announce the code word, and I'll let you know what our, what our free giveaway will be for today. Now, let's come to a short break. Let's listen to our song, and then get ourselves comfortable. If you are driving, well, we are in for a, for a treat. And if you are at home, get comfortable, get a cup of water, and uh, today we are going to... Um, uh, Learn and uh, spend some time with uh, Pastor Don. So let's come to our first song. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time with Fabiano and Pastor Don Felbeck uh, on the other line. In fact, he is all the way in WA and we are so thankful to have him uh, join us on the radio program as we uh, discuss this important topic. Now, dear friend, if you have uh, been listening throughout this week, you would have noticed that uh, our theme for this week has been, is pro- Protestantism needed in the third millennium? That has been uh, our theme for this week, but the topic for today is, the Bible and end-time religion, has it reached fulfillment? And so we've got Pastor Don, um, who is going to uh, share with us briefly on this uh, subject. And so I'd like to ask uh, Pastor Don to uh, maybe uh, answer the following question, which is the subject of today. Uh, well, Pastor Don, th- sure. when you hear about the Bible and end-time religion, the question that is posed to us today is, has it reached fulfillment uh what is your take on that yes well there's a growing conviction pastor fabiano among people who read the bible yes and those who don't read the bible that we're living in the end times that's right and lots of prophecies have been fulfilled but i believe the bible clearly says that a crisis is coming that's that's correct jesus gave signs of the end in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, and we're seeing these amazingly fulfilled. And uh, when you look at the great lines of prophecy in the books of Daniel and Revelation, the great outline prophecies, we are living in the last part of all those prophecies. Hmm. In fact, I'd just like to draw your attention to a little statement here in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 18. It says, The nations were angry. Right. And here it's talking about the days just before the coming of Jesus. Mm. How true that is, what we were just talking about before, Pastor Fabiano. The nations were angry. Mm. And then there's a very interesting little statement. It says, and uh, when Jesus comes, it says, he will destroy those who destroy the earth. Right. You know, back when those words were written in the Bible, yes. they didn't have the capability of destroying the earth. Mm. They uh, they fought with swords and spears and so on. Right. But today we have the capability of destroying the world many times over in yes. many different ways. Interesting. And so those words fit our scene, I believe, very accurately. Wow. But I guess in context with what we've been talking about for the last uh, three weeks, mm-hmm. talking about the Protestant Reformation and Protestantism, we should ask the question, what about the scene in the religious world? Right, yes. And in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 2, it says that there will be gross darkness covering the earth. And I think how true that is today. So many of the the principles of the Bible have been buried, and um, and we are we are certainly entering a period of gross darkness. Right. In Second Timothy chapter three and verse one, it says, "But this know also that in the last days perilous or troublous times will come, Paul says. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about people being lovers of themselves and 
disobedient to parents and unthankful and so on. But down in verse 5, it says they will have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I think that again describes our religious scene so well today. Yes. There are many people who make a pretense of uh, having some sort of faith. Yes. uh, But they don't even practice uh, what what their church teaches. Hmm. And uh, and how often do many of them even go to church? And yet, right. when there's a major disaster, what do they say, Pastor Fabiano? They say, <laughs> we're praying for you. That's we're right. praying for you. <laughs> you think, well, do they worship God? Do they read their Bibles? Who mm. are they praying to? <laughs> mm. Mm. Anyway, but yeah. a crisis is coming, Pastor. Yes. And in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, it says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Mm. This is talking about the beast power. Right. It says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Interesting. That, yeah. that shows... That predicts there's going to be two sides, doesn't yes. it? Yes, definitely. Those who worship the beast yeah. and those who have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In other words, those that are committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Definitely. So the day is soon coming when there will only be two sides. Well, we've been talking about the uh, the reformers and so I'd like to go back to the days of the reformers because I believe that we can get some understanding of these last days by um, by looking at uh, their situation. You see, back in the days of the reformers, Luther, Knox and others came to the conviction that they needed to come back to the teachings of the Bible and they warned of a religious power who was resisting this, mm. who was teaching things differently and in opposition to what the Bible said. Okay. Now, Paul had warned of this power, mm-hmm. and we've referred to this passage a couple of times, but there may be some new listeners today. Yes. And in Second Timothy, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul gave this prediction. He said, Let no one deceive you by any means, Mm -hmm. for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, Mm -hmm. who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Wow. And so here Paul warned of this falling away and this, what he calls the man of sin, who would arise. Hmm. Now, as reformers and Bible scholars studied uh, this Second Thessalonians chapter 2 passage about the man of sin, as they studied the little horn of Daniel chapter 7 and the beast power of Revelation 13, they came to some very clear convictions. And I have here my copy of the Westminster Confession of Faith, the great Presbyterian um, uh, statement of faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was was, uh, published in 1646. That's when this uh, this Confession of Faith was drawn up. Right. 
And this is what it says there on page 109. There is no other head of the church but the Lord Jesus Christ, nor can the Pope of Rome in any sense be head thereof. But is that Antichrist, that man of sin and son of perdition that exalts himself in the church against Christ and all that is called God? So that was the great reformer, John Knox. Martin Luther made this statement. He said, um, St. Paul calls Antichrist the man of sin and the son of perdition because through his precepts and laws he will turn all the world from God. He shall be a master of sin and all iniquity and yet will retain the name and appearance of Christ and call himself the most holy one. Vicar of God, head of the church, and persecute all who will not obey him. Right. And Martin Luther says it is easy to recognize that the Pope more than fits this description. That's right. And so there some of these uh, great uh, leaders made these uh, statements. And like I said, not just the reformers, but Bible scholars that came out of those reformed churches, many of them came to this conviction. And I'll just give you a a very quick little sample of this. The Church of England, Dr. Scott said, talking about Daniel 7, Revelation 4, the power of the church and the bishop of Rome. Mm -hmm. Uh, he quotes Dr. Albert Barnes of the Presbyterian Church. It says, the papacy is well represented by the little horn. Mm. The Methodist Church, Dr. Adam Clark, among Protestant writers, this is considered to be popery. The yep. Church of Christ, Dr. Alexander Campbell says, I positively affirm that these items never met in any king, state, or empire save that of papal Rome. Mm. Uh, the Reverend John Dowling of the Baptist Church, in the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation, right. these two passages alone complete a prophetic picture of the papal antichrist. Mm. And so we could ask the question, why is it that the, what led these reformers and these scholars of the great churches to come to these conclusions? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of identifying characteristics given in those passages, and when you find the power that meets them all, you can be pretty sure of who you're talking about. Like Martin Luther said concerning the papacy, he said, if he is not Antichrist, then let someone else tell me who, who he can be, he said. <laughs> now, why is it that these people came to this conclusion. Why the leaders of these great churches came to these convictions? Mm -hmm. And I'd just like to give you a couple of examples. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 5 talks about this this beast power would be given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Now, Pastor Fabiano, to say that you can earn salvation by your good works, by your penances and punishments of your body, Hmm. that to me is speaking big words, great things and blasphemies. That's correct. Because, you see, it's Jesus who saves us by his grace. Hmm, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. 
Yes. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Mm-hmm. So to say that you can earn your salvation by your good works is really blasphemy. It's speaking big words. To say you can buy an indulgence and escape mm-hmm. punishment for your sins are big words. Yes. And Johann Tetzel was there in Saxony. Martin Luther faced him selling these things, telling people that they could... Uh, they forgiven their sins, they could get loved ones out of purgatory, and, and Luther's saying, this is not what the Bible says. Yes. To say that you can go up holy stairs on your knees, mm-hmm. like I've seen people doing at the Santa Scala in Rome, and like Luther saw, he went there. Yes. He said, hey, you can't get your sins forgiven by going upstairs on your knees. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us of our sins. Yes. To say you can pray to Mary and the saints are big words. Oh, yeah. Because we have one mediator between God and man, First Timothy 2, verse 5, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. To say you can confess your sins to a priest are big words. Yes. Because... We need to confess them to God. That's right. And in Revelation 13 and verse 7, another characteristic of this power was that he would make war with the saints and overcome them. In other words, he would persecute the saints of God and put them to death. Many were put to death because they disagreed with the church. Many were burned at the stake like Huss and Tyndale, the Waldenses were mercilessly slaughtered. Hmm. And I've seen the graves of many people with the words on them, martyred for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Wow. My friends, the reason the reformers and, uh, and the scholars that came out of those churches concluded that the papacy was the Antichrist was because it fitted the identifying characteristics. That is right. And um, I have a, a statement here. Uh, Professor Philip Carey of Eastern University says, the Reformation wouldn't have happened without the conviction that the Pope was Antichrist. Hmm. And then Professor Carey challenges his Protestants, his fellow Protestants, Yes. He says, if the Pope isn't the Antichrist, well, what right do you have to be split? Why aren't we part of the, uh, the papacy? Mm, mm. And so preaching these prophecies, Pastor Fabiano, yes. gave strength to the Reformation. God had warned of, about this power, and he lovingly gave this prophecy to save people from being deceived. Amen. You see... And I want you, I want you, Pastor Fabiano, and our listeners to understand that God loves the people yes. that are in this system. Mm-hmm. God loves the people, and uh, many of them are God's sincere people. They're following Him the best that they know, and He loves them. And it's because He loves them that He's given these prophecies to warn them. I remember we had a uh, for meetings in Nanjura in Western Australia, yes. and a dear um, um, Catholic lady came along to the meetings, and when I talked about some of these things, when I explained the prophecy of Daniel chapter 7, she said to me, I was, I was a bit upset, she said, <laughs> because I love my church. Mm. 
But she said, I couldn't get away from the evidence that you presented. You weren't, you weren't just, you, you gave the evidence. Mm. And, and she said, I, I just, I couldn't get away from it. And she became a faithful follower of Jesus wow. and rejoiced in knowing these things Praise and uh, being free from some of the things that she had uh, believed. Wow. Wow! Another thing, mm. yes. I was just going to say that this is this is um, wonderful hearing that this lady um, was convicted based on the truth that she received, and yeah. um, and I believe that even in what we we are presenting today, we are wanting people to search these things for themselves, so they may find That's out bad. the truth for themselves and believe. Hmm. Yes. I'll just raise another question here, Pastor. Okay. And uh, Daniel chapter 7 deals with this little horn power. Yes. And in verse 25, it says there that uh, this little horn power would speak big words against the Most High, and we've talked a bit about that. He would persecute the saints of the Most High. We've talked a little about that. And it says he would intend to change times and law. Wow. I have a question uh, for our for our listeners here. Yes. Why is it that the Ten Commandments, uh, and obviously it's talking about here this power would intend to change times and laws, and it's not talking about council laws because they change all the time. It's, <laughs> it's referring something that would get the eye of prophecy yes. is something far more significant. It's focusing in on God's laws. That's right. And my question is this, why is it that the Ten Commandments, as they appear in Catholic catechisms, mm-hmm. are different from the way they appear in the Catholic Bible? That's right. Yeah. Now, you might say, well, there's Ten Commandments in both. Uh-huh. And that's true, but when you examine them in the catechism, in the teaching book, the second commandment about images is totally missing. And in order to get Ten Commandments, the last one regarding coveting is split into two so that you've still got Ten Commandments. And my question is, the prophecy said this power would think to change times and law. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that the Ten Commandments, those, those commandments written with the very finger of God, have uh, there's been a change. It's an interesting thing to think about. No wonder right. such high-handed action would attract the eye and focus of prophecy. That's right. And Pastor Don, sorry to cut you off there a little bit. I think what we have covered thus far helps us to appreciate uh, prophecy even more. And um, I'm reminded of the Words there written in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, that uh, I'm paraphrasing now, uh, that uh, God will not uh, do anything until, or, uh, or, yeah, until he reveals to his prophets, his people, the things that are yeah. about to happen. And truly, prophecy is like the roadmap. It helps us to know what's coming. And not only that, it helps us also to uh, uh, see the danger that is ahead as well as expose darkness. Now, dear friends, yeah. speaking about um, exposing darkness, 
Uh, we're just going to take a short break and uh, uh, just meditate on what uh, Pastor Don has shared with us. And uh, we do have a free giveaway. And I had promised that I would announce this. And this is the book, Baptized Paganism, a book that you must have. It is a book written by Dennis Cruz. And um, because today we are living in a society where uh, there are... Uh, many different religions and denominations, it is important that we learn the history of some of our practices or some of your practices. And this book, Baptized Paganism, is going to be an eye-opener. This is a free giveaway, my friend. And if you're interested, remember that number once again. It is 04-888-80811. That is the number that you need to claim this free giveaway. And the code word, however, that you need to send to us, it is the code word SA66. Just like how you would abbreviate the um, the state of South Australia, as in SA and then the number 66. So please do send in that code word and reserve for yourself a free giveaway. This is a book which you must have. And so friends, as we continue in this uh, uh, radio program, we just like to once again take a short break but do not go away we'll be right back this program has been made possible by the support of adventist world radio by faith we see the hand of god In the light of creation's grand design In the lives of those who prove His faithfulness Who walk by faith and not by sight By faith our fathers roamed the earth With the power of His promise in their hearts of a holy city built by God's own hand A place where peace and justice reign We will stand as children of the promise We will fix our eyes on Him, our soul's reward Till the race is finished and the work
shall be moved And the power of the gospel shall prevail Welcome back. What a beautiful song. By faith, not by sight. And dear friends, we are living in the end time. We've seen uh, the signs which are talked about in Matthew 24, uh, you know, being fulfilled today in many ways. And what Pastor Don has been sharing with us is that even if you look back in the times of the reformers, you see that... Um, the reformers were convicted of the many points of which we as Adventists are sharing today. And so, my friend, before I take uh, much of Pastor Don's uh, time, I'd just like once again to remind you that this weekend we have a powerful program, a life-transforming presentations uh, that are going to be presented that uh, you must not miss. Are you puzzled about where our world is heading? Are you searching for truth? Faith FM would like to invite you to Searching for Certainty, a free eight-part series at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, 123 Edward Street, Melrose Park. Running every Friday and Saturday in August at 6pm on Fridays and 3pm on Saturdays, there will be free refreshments and you'll discover trustworthy answers to your big life questions. Remember, that's every Friday at 6pm and every Saturday at 3pm, right throughout August at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. To reserve your place, contact Fabiano on 0415-030-590. That's 0415-030-590. Welcome back once again. This is the uh, Faith FM uh, Draft Time program. Our theme for this week has been, Is Protestantism Still Needed in the Third Millennium? Now, Pastor Don has been answering the question, the Bible and end time religion, has it reached fulfillment? Now, Pastor Don, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I just wanted to ask once again what your take is uh, on this uh, uh, end time uh, scenario which we found our, uh, ourselves in and obviously there's uh, a lot which has been covered already but what are some of the final thoughts you'd like to share uh, under this uh, this uh, subject yes thank you pastor fabiano like i said back in the uh, beginning of the presentation 
there's a crisis coming. Hmm. Revelation 13, verse 8, All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. And so there's two groups. Now, in Revelation 13 and verse 3, it says, All the world will marvel and follow this beast power. Mm. And uh, and this is the same power that the Reformers talked about that's going to play a major part in the end-time issues. Now, I want you to notice that God also... God has a call for these last days. And in Revelation 14 and verse 6 and 7, it says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water. And so there's a final last day call where God is calling his people to worship him. And this message is based on the everlasting gospel of grace and salvation through Jesus. Amen. Now, in chapter 14 and verses 9 and 10, the the third angel has a message saying, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God and so on. Mm. And so there's a crisis. God is calling us to worship him. And here there's a warning about worshiping the beast power of the last days and his image and receiving his mark. And uh, in Revelation 13 and verses uh, 15 through to 17, it talks about a modern-day power that I believe is America Mm -hmm. will give uh, strength to the beast power. And it says those that are not prepared to go along with their 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 wishes will be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive this mark, and that no one might buy or sell except the one who has the mark. I tell you, there's a crisis coming, and we're on the verge of fulfillment of this end-time prophecy. Hmm. And uh, the Reformers understood uh, these uh, prophecies and it gave impetus uh, to their movement. And we need to understand these things because we need to make a decision which side we're on. And in Revelation 14 and verse 12, it, it summarizes those who, who listen to God, who, who obey God's call. It says uh, in Revelation 14, 12, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen. I want to tell you, Pastor Fabiano and listeners, we need to hold on to the faith of Jesus. We need to believe we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus. We need to hold on to the teachings of Jesus, and we need to keep the commandments of God. Amen. Oh, friends, that's, that's our, our safety, is holding on to Jesus. Yes, a crisis is coming, and... Um, and we need to hold on. Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua in chapter 24 verse 15 said, um, He said, As for me and my house, 
we will follow the Lord. And I hope that each listener today will say, I want to follow the Lord and be on his side regardless of, of, the, of the consequences. Wonderful. Pastor Don, I wish we had more time. And the end time uh, prophecies uh, helps us to recalibrate our lives. There is the good news, the everlasting gospel. And to those who respond, there is a promise. There is a promise there in John 14 that Jesus said, I will come again. And so, uh, mm-hmm. friends, let's uh, ask Pastor Don to uh, offer a prayer uh, and, and, uh, and then we'll come to the uh, conclusion of our program today. Loving Father, we have seen that the crisis of the ages, according to Bible prophecy, is on our very doorstep. Mm. Things are coming into focus. And Lord, we just pray that you'll help us to have our feet firmly placed on the Word of God, firmly placed on the promises of the Bible, and that each of us will be firmly committed to the Lord Jesus Christ Mm. and to his teachings. Lord, bless each listener. And maybe some of the things I've said today have been a little bit of a challenge, but I pray that you'll help each one to study into these things that they might know for sure that they're on your side. Mm -hmm. And so I pray your blessing and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Of his glory and 